Welcome to another episode of Token Majority Podcast. Your rights, your legal resource. I'm Ruby. I'm Melanie. And today we are talking about uh, what we call a halftime motion, which is the motion that's brought after the plaintiff finishes putting all of his or her evidence before the jury. And then the other side gets to say, hey, that's not enough evidence. Let's just toss this case now and not waste another moment of time. Um, and in Virginia, they call it a motion to strike uh, instead of a motion to dismiss. And I think what that probably means is that they're striking certain claims, right? Yeah, because they were talking about three claims, mm-hmm. three different sentences from the op-ed and how Johnny Depp could not prove those specific three sentences uh, were defamatory. Right. One of the things that struck me once this motion was decided were the headlines, which were like, judge denies Amber's last ditch effort to get rid of the case. And I've never known a trial to proceed without the defense bringing a halftime motion. Have you? I have. I have. But usually it happens. I mean, if you have a good defense attorney, they should bring a they should bring a halftime motion. Yeah, it's just standard. Yeah. I've only seen it granted once. Yeah. So they typically are denied. One thing that we learned in the course of the oral argument on this motion that I thought was so critical was that before trial, the parties made an agreement that Amber Heard would not testify in Johnny Depp's case and that they would not call her. Do we need to explain what this is? Do we need to explain what a halftime motion is? Did you already do that? Well, I feel like I said, sort of as a lay person, it's like, don't waste another moment of my time with this trial. (laughs) (laughs) But the standard is that essentially there is not a single piece of evidence that could permit a jury to side with the plaintiff. Yeah. Which is what Amber's team argued. Yeah. And Johnny Depp, again, Johnny Depp is the plaintiff. So he has to bring all the evidence that, one, there's a false statement. Two, that there was a communication. Three, that it's Amber's fault. And four, that he sustained damages. So he has to prove all of those in in this case. And so Amber's team is like, he didn't prove any of that, Judge, with respect to these three statements. So one of the things that uh, Johnny's team also has to prove is that Amber actually wrote the statements. So there doesn't seem to be any dispute that she has at least signed her name to the op-ed. But the only evidence before the court about the headline is that it was written by the Washington Post, which is typical that you wouldn't even see a headline before it's published. This agreement between the parties about what evidence Johnny Depp could bring in, I thought was absolutely lethal to their halftime motion because, you know, we just spent the last podcast talking about how Johnny Depp's case is a big loser. And yet the court found a little bit of evidence that would support a jury's finding in Johnny Depp's favor using that very lawyerly word scintilla, which I just hate it when a lawyer uses that word. I don't hear you lawyers use that word commonly. Do they you? don't say it out loud, but they <laughs> write it. It's that's of, true. That's true. Yeah, they, they write loved, it a lot. Yeah, yeah, and then they never say it out loud because I don't think they know if they can say it right. Yeah. But what evidence was there? 
what like, scintilla of evidence yeah, was what there? scintilla of evidence was there for her not for the judge not to grant the motion i don't know because she also ruled from the bench right they argued right. for like an hour and then she, she also it. just read from something that she had pre-written she ruled immediately and she made no she didn't give any examples of what exactly the evidence is that she identified that could permit a jury to decide with johnny depp what was the judge waiting for I think the judge was, especially on the headline, I think the argument about who wrote the headline and dismissing claims about the headline really went sideways because the judge was like, well, didn't you guys make an agreement that Amber Heard would come and testify about who wrote this, that she wouldn't do it in the plaintiff's case? And there's all this information about Amber Heard tweeting out the op-ed after it was published, which some case law says means you've adopted it as your own words, even if you didn't actually write it. But then for the defense, for Amber Heard, if you're going to do that and you're going to make a stipulation, we're not going to call the plaintiff in your case. It's got to be a really firm stipulation where everybody is acknowledging Johnny Depp can make his case without Amber Heard's testimony. I just don't understand why they agreed to it. Like, for what purpose? I get, I would imagine it's because they want to set the stage with her and introduce her to the jury. Because if Johnny Depp's team called her, so today she testifies, and it's all sort of introductory. I grew up riding horses. I really like to volunteer with sick children and feed babies. And she really, I think, went out of her way to say, I'm actually a nice person and try and do good right. in the world. If Johnny Depp's team had called her first, they would have gotten right into who pooped on the bed. I just don't think that, I guess I don't think that that would have been bad for her, honestly. Because it would have looked mean? Yeah. Maybe. They don't seem to be worried about being mean. And they went into it anyway. Why not hear from her immediately instead of letting it stew for weeks, you know? I mean, I don't think she could have gone up on the stand and, and made it any worse yeah. for herself than what people already thought. And I think it can be a real benefit to the defense when the plaintiff calls your witness, because then you get cross-examination and you get to hijack the plaintiff's right. case exactly. and rewrite everything and take control. Yeah. So I think it was a misstep. Yeah. I would say that's the biggest misstep I've seen uh, Amber Heard's team make. Meanwhile, Johnny Depp's, I think one of the biggest missteps was letting Ben Chu argue that motion like an absolute weirdo. So he reads it. And did I already mention his gold rings? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. So he reads his argument. And then eventually he just gets so worked up, he goes off script and he's like waving his arms around, shouting in the courtroom, shouting, she is the abuser here. She is the abuser here. And it's like, that isn't something the jury is deciding at all. Do you think it struck a nerve with him defending Johnny Depp in this case? It must. To me, it's or sort not, of... Not defending Johnny Depp. See, there, there's that mistake again. Right. He's, he's prosecuting this case for Johnny Depp. Yeah. But one thing that stuck out to me is people probably saw him be passionate and angry. And they were like, good lawyer. <laughs> good lawyer fighting for his client. But when a woman acts like that, a woman attorney acts like that in the courtroom, the judge is like, counsel, Yeah. do you need to take a break? It's completely inappropriate. You're it's too emotional. Totally unprofessional. 
it's like crying in the courtroom, yeah. which I don't think is always unprofessional. And I only say that because it's happened to me. <laughs> but it's undesirable for sure. Yeah. And then and then people just miss that Mr. Chu completely doesn't respond to the argument at all. Yeah, because they're I think that is the defense or the prosecution's entire way is to distract from the actual facts of the case with theatrics, whether it's the lawyers being theatrical or Johnny Depp and his sunglasses being theatrical. The focus is do not look at the evidence, look at us and like us better. And I think Mr. Rottenborn did an amazing job. Yeah, I arguing, thought his argu- arguing the motion for Amber's side. Yeah, yeah. it was very yeah. good. I thought he did everything that you're supposed to do. He set out what the issues were, went through it one by one. And I thought his argument was really well organized until he got to the headline piece. And the judge was just totally not with him because Amber hadn't testified. Okay. What was also insane about that is that Mr. Chu was just interrupting Mr. Rottenborn during his argument. I was infuriated. And the judge just let it happen multiple times, right. multiple times. And Mr. Rottenborn was so sweet too. He was like, I, you know, like excuse I would just like me. to, I would just yeah. like to finish my argument. I would have been like, excuse me, yeah. do not interrupt me. And this then they would not have been, your turn. Well, the judge probably would have been like, Melanie, I, I know. Calm down. <laughs> I cannot believe that though. I've never seen that happen. I've never seen I, the other side of an argument just interrupt and respond immediately to a point that they didn't like. I've seen it. Really? It's happened to me, but I've never seen it happen to a man. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, you know, justice for Rottenborn, I guess. Justice for Rottenborn. I thought, you know, so they talked a lot in the oral argument about how um, Johnny had to prove actual malice by clear and convincing evidence that Amber intended to hurt him when she wrote this op-ed. And the only evidence that they could find of malice that Johnny Depp introduced was that the ACLU asked her to write it and she agreed. Crazy. It's just like... And then she didn't write it. And then she somebody else wrote it and then she had a team of lawyers look at it. Right. When you read it, doesn't it look like something that a bunch of lawyers looked at to make sure it wasn't defamatory? Yeah. I can't imagine. It's really well written. I mean, I honestly... It's so vague. I don't think... They absolutely have experts I would be write surprised it. if an actress wrote this themselves not to not to defame actresses but oh. it's, really, <laughs> it's really well written and it's really pointed I mean it's yeah it's really just about the legislature I think she had said that she wanted to have a career like Angelina Jolie uh-huh. where she is an actress and also is like you know a UN ambassador and also drinks Billy Bob Thornton's blood. <laughs> I bet. But I bet if she were cross-examined on, like, the Violence Against Women Act and, like, when it was passed and Title IX, like, yeah. she would ha- not have any idea what to say. I mean, Do you think that I'm would be an assuming. effective way to do her direct? <laughs> it would just be like, you're actually a big dummy and you didn't no, write any of this? I, no, I don't. But, like, it really, she, yeah. she did not write it. I mean, whatever. I, I don't know. But I don't believe that she has a laptop (laughs) i mean people do not own laptops unless they have a work laptop well i did people do have laptops i think don't they i you has you had said that earlier and i was like ruby you're wrong but ask around 
Tell, I'm telling you, people only have laptops if their work gave them to them. What about students? Students, that's different. Okay. Students, <laughs> students are people too, but um, Ben Chu, Amber Heard, lawyer gets up. He's like, they failed to carry their burden. They didn't present any evidence on all of these elements, including damages. Ben Chu gets up and he's like, your honor, damages in this case are inferred. Damages are, he uses the word per se in this case, because her allegations are defamatory, which just like is not the law at all. You still have to prove damages. You can't just say somebody said something mean about me and therefore I am damaged. Therefore damages, damages for any number, basically. I don't know. I guess they they must be coming back to this in closing, obviously. Johnny Depp's team calls or plays the testimony of the ACLU representative as their witness. Then, during the motion on the halftime, Ben Chu calls the ACLU a co-conspirator. So now I'm like, wait a second. Washington Post is not a defendant in this case. The ACLU is not a defendant in this case. You are saying... All three, Amber Heard, Washington Post, ACLU, worked together to get this obviously offensive publication about Johnny Depp out. You only sued Amber Heard. It's just so transparent to me that this this allegation, this whole lawsuit is abusive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ben Chu, I have we heard from the other defense attorney much? Ms. Vasquez. She's questioned some she witnesses, and she's going to cross uh, Amber Heard because oh, okay, okay. you can hear her making the objections, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is smart. Yeah. I think Ben Chu would, he doesn't have a light touch. <laughs> Did you hear in his argument? It was so mean. He was like, um, the only reason why Amber Heard would be asked to write this article is because she was abused by Johnny Depp. Because if not for Johnny Depp, no one would ever care what Amber Heard has to say. Truly insane stuff. Why isn't anyone talking about that? I mean, I guess it just happened yesterday. But, but people are talking about a lot of other things. Just so, live streaming right, it. Right. Yeah. I think one question that Amber Heard's lawyer asked Johnny Depp that I thought was such a great question and the plaintiffs objected and the judge didn't let this question be answered was... Mr. Depp, are you aware of a single woman in Hollywood whose career has benefited because of make, uh, domestic violence allegations? Yeah. I can't understand why the judge wouldn't permit that question to be asked or answered. What was the objection? No grounds. Objection, Your Honor. Sustained. Interesting. Oh, you know what? I think it was objection, Your Honor, calls for speculation, mm-hmm. even though it was framed, do you know? Right. That's absurd. So I don't know what the judge is all about up there either, because she seems to sustain almost every objection. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we want to say about this halftime motion? I thought Ben Chu did a really good job with talking about abuse and what abuse is. Ben Chu or Rottenborn? Oh, no, not Ben Chu. Rottenborn. Yeah, Rottenborn. right, because his whole point is it doesn't matter if there was any physical abuse, emotional and verbal abuse, Exactly. Makes her a domestic violence victim just the same. And Johnny Depp admitted to being abusive. Yeah. And that's it. That's all that was needed. Right. Falsity is the first element of defamation. Yeah. And Johnny just admitted that it wasn't false. 
And what we're looking at again is just those sentences in the op-ed. Yeah. There isn't, he's not talking about a sentence where she said, he hit me, Mm -hmm. which is what they're focused on. Yeah. It's that she's an abuse victim. Which she is. abuse is a very broad term. Yeah. I think it's an absolute loser. Well, and then Ben Chu doesn't talk about any of the elements once he gets up. He just says, like, ACLU wasn't our witness. (laughs) Everyone's a co-conspirator. He was, like, Trumpian up there. And then he starts talking about the temporary restraining order and the allegations in the TRO from 2016. And he keeps talking about how... It's a false ex parte TRO. The beginning of his argument, you could see Rottenborn making notes about what he was going to respond to when he got to do rebuttal. And then Ben Chu just went on and on and on. And Rottenborn just like sat back in his chair and was like, when is this going to be done? Absolute sideshow. And then when he got on, he had the perfect response. Ben Chu just ignored everything that I just said and just went on a rampage talking about nothing. Okay, here's what I was thinking about when I I was listening to her ruling. Is she saying that the scintilla of evidence is that Johnny has painted her as a liar and so that she may be lying about all of this? Everything? That must be Is that what she's basing her ruling on? It's got to be. Which is another reason why they should have let Amber testify in his case. Exactly. Exactly. Because, of course, there's always going to be a question of fact about Amber Heard's credibility if nobody gets to hear from her during the plaintiff's case. But still, the case doesn't resolve upon whether or not the jury thinks Amber Heard is lying about the whole thing. I think it could, right? Because if you believe everything Amber Heard says is a liar... Then she lied when she wrote this op-ed and she made an agreement with the ACLU and the Washington Post to publish something she knew was untrue. But doesn't isn't the only evidence that she needs to introduce then is the the stip, the divorce stip where Johnny admits that she's never lied about anything. Yeah. I wonder if they'll introduce that. I mean, it's a joint statement, so it should come in. Yeah. If. I'm Amber's team. I want that in front of the jury. Right. Thank you for tuning in. And follow and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us at tokenmajority.com.